Welcome to the podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Krista. And you're listening to Practical Prepping Quick Tips. Are you ready for the next natural disaster or one of the little emergencies that life throws your way? Practical Prepping for Everyday People. This book is available from our website, on Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Hello, Practical Prepping Podcast listeners. Quick Tips today is going to be focused on the pregnant ladies. Yes, pregnant ladies out there have special needs, whether they're prepping or not. You go through a lot of preparedness just to be pregnant and to go through all of that. I have been pregnant one time in my life. I by no means am an expert, but I've been through it. And I had a 10-pound, 8-ounce, 22-inch baby, so I consider myself kind of a reigning champion. But I do want to go through a general listing of some things to be thinking about to add to your preparedness quotient while you are expecting that little bundle from heaven. Now, I'm not going to go into elaborate detail. I'm going to hit this more or less as an outline so that you may grasp onto one or two or five or even all of these 10 general areas that you may need to work on for your level of preparedness if you are indeed a pregnant lady. Now, I'm getting some of these sourced material from happypreppers.com where they have spent quite a bit of attention on preparedness for the pregnant ladies. And I wanted to share this with you because we've got a lot of ladies out there that are expecting and a lot of fathers of babies that are equally interested in making sure that preparedness is the name of the game. So I'm going to go through 10 general areas in this Quick Tips episode. And hopefully, if you've got one or two more areas of interest in here, you can do a little more research on your own. That's really what I'm prompting you to do. I want you to grab on to the topic and then do your own research in ways that it will apply best to you. Okay, number one, learn Lamaze techniques. Now, a lot of you have had two, three, four, six, maybe even ten babies, and some of you have been through Lamaze class, and this is a series of exercises and relaxation and breathing techniques that are very important during labor and delivery. I actually utilized some of these, wound up having a cesarean anyway, but Lamaze class and Lamaze techniques actually helped me learn a great deal about my changing body and the demands that a little growing fetus does to a lady's body. And I found that to be very valuable. So I think if you'll learn some Lamaze techniques, that may help you dealing with stress and tension and helping you prepare for delivery. Number two, midwife skills, also known as a doula. A lot of uh, men and women are very interested in this very natural form of assistance to help ladies that are pregnant in their labor and delivery. And perhaps you may need to learn a few midwifing skills. Hey, you never know. We may be in a grid down situation sometime and somebody might need to know how to be a good midwife. And I find that that might be a very valuable skill. You know, not too long ago, we were talking about important prepper skills and doulas and midwives. Whether you're male or female, you can become a good midwife. So that might be something to think about. Also, number three, to have available to you some emergency obstetrical and delivery kits. These are the necessary medical supplies and tools that are needed for actual delivery. And 
you'll find that that's what they use in the hospitals and the clinics. Uh, to be honest, I don't know if a midwife actually uses any kind of tools at all. I'm not very schooled on that. Somebody might help me out with that. But you may find that some obstetrical and delivery kits may be something that's important to have if you're going to be in a community of people where bearing children may be a very common and positive thing in your community or tribe or what have you. So think about some emergency obstetrical and delivery kits. Number four, prep for nausea and headaches. Now I've got to tell you, oh yes, nausea and headaches. That is definitely something that can happen. Hopefully you're not experiencing that too badly right now if you're pregnant, especially pregnant for the first time because you're going down a road you've never been down before, and it can be full of surprises. For me, I didn't really have headaches, but I did have nausea. I found that all sorts of drinks and snacks that contained ginger really helped me. Nibbling on salted crackers and sipping ginger ale really helped me a lot. Some people find a lot of relief with ginger tea, or including ginger in the foods that they eat. Ginger has a very stomach-settling effect and is a very healthy element that you can include into your diet. So that may help. Number five, this would be a good time to reevaluate your bug out bags or your get home bags because you're going to need some things in there that might be very valuable during pregnancy. Maybe you need to carry extra wet wipes and maybe extra anti-diarrheal medications or nausea medications, headache medications that have been doctor approved for you. So consider what the pregnant lady is going to need for some comfort and security during that time in the bug out bag or the get home bag. Number six, bug bite control. Nobody likes to be bug bit and it's especially irritating on the skin when mosquitoes and stinging bees and wasps and bugs are out there. So you definitely want to find some sort of all natural medically approved product that can help repel insects so that you're just not dealing with that. If you're in an area where you're in a power-down situation or an off-grid situation, like even after a storm, one of the biggest complaints people have after tornadoes and hurricanes is the amount of biting bugs they have to deal with. It seems like the storm kind of kicks them up a little bit. So we don't want our pregnant ladies to suffer with that. So consider what sort of bug-repellent product you're going to be able to have access to and definitely use it. Number seven. Several of you use essential oils. Now, there's certain essential oils that you can use directly, internally or externally, and there's other essential oils that you have to have a carrier oil or some sort of other type of treatment. You can't just go direct with them. So do your homework on the essential oils that may be very useful for you topically and internally while you are growing a little baby. So look at the do's and don'ts when it comes to essential oils. Do your research on that. It's very, very important. There's been a great deal of study done on the safe techniques of essential oils. I have used essential oils uh, on my person and inside my body and throughout my home over the years, and I find them to be very effective for a wide variety of reasons. Everything from settling the stomach to calming my nerves Essential oils can provide that for you, and I think that's especially important during the stress of being pregnant. Number eight, pregnancy food storage. You really want to focus here on those prenatal vitamins and the healthy nutrition that is important, especially during that last trimester where the baby's weight is essentially tripling, and that puts a tremendous load and demand on your own nutrition and your own need for rest as well. So make certain that you are really focusing on 
nutrient-dense foods. Not a lot of junk and empty calories, but you're going to want to eat whole and as much as possible unprocessed foods. And so you ask, well, what's a, what's a processed food? Anything that's already been taken away from its natural state and either processed into some sort of a freezer package or a can, those are generally processed foods. And I'm not saying they're all bad. I'm not. But I'm saying that we just don't want to live our lives on, you know, cheeseburgers and potato chips when we're really trying to be focused on very healthy nutrition, particularly for the mother. It's the baby that gets all the benefit from the mother first. Nature will supply the mother's nutritive sources over to the baby first, and it's the mother that has to replenish her nutrition. Uh, The baby is going to be cared for just fine. So this is really about mother care. Now, speaking of mother care, we get down to number nine, the extra care down there. And we're talking about some sensitive areas in our backside area and sensitive places. Real talk here, hemorrhoids are a real thing, and pregnant ladies can tell you all about it chapter and verse. Yep, pressure can cause that. You're going to want to make sure that you stay well hydrated. That is one of the best ways to avoid a hemorrhoidal situation, but you can't always avoid it. So make sure that you take extra special care to keep all kinds of calm in the backside area. Just being real talk, hey, happened to me, it happened to you. And number 10, your body is going to go into lactation preparedness. Whether or not you have decided to nurse naturally or to use formula, your body is still going to have to go through that process. And lactation is kind of an interesting process When the baby is born, you're not automatically supplied with milk. In fact, it can take three to five days before your actual nursing milk is supplied by your mammary glands. Until then, you will produce a thin, watery substance called colostrum. Now, colostrum is a very important thing to have, and it's very important that your baby nurse your colostrum. Even if you've decided you're not going to nurse for the long term, Please try to get colostrum into your baby's body. This carries a tremendous amount of naturally derived immunity. You just about can't buy that with money. This is Mother Nature's gift to your baby. And even though it's uncomfortable and it can be a little bit difficult at first, there are lactation nurses that specialize in that type of process. Do be very honest with your doctor. I was. I had some difficulty nursing, and my doctor was able to help supply me with prescription-grade lanolin. Let me tell you, ladies, that was manna from heaven, because that made the difference. I was really struggling, and then that uh, prescription-grade level lanolin did the trick, and I was okie-dokie after that. On about day three, day four, the lactation milk appeared suddenly, and it's quite, quite, quite different than colostrum. You ladies that have nursed before, you know what I'm talking about. You've seen that difference, and it comes a little more readily, and it actually is a little bit more comfortable, and your baby can latch on better and nurse better. But that's something to think about when you're going to be nursing. I mean, if you're going to supply Mother Nature's breast milk, then you are going to be your baby's best friend. But if you're going to be formula feeding, you've got to think about doing some prep on that formula. Remember that formula shortage we had last year? There are some indicators that we may be going through a hard winter coming up of a little bit more formula shortage. And, you know, real talk, you do not have to heat formula for your baby to have it in their bottle. 
they no longer heat formula in the hospitals. So don't think that you have to have a, I mean, you can heat it if you want to. You don't have to, is what I'm saying. My daughter fed her son straight formula the entire time that he was newborn until he was weaned, and she just mixed up formula and room temperature water, and there you go. And he thrived on it. And I've seen other babies do just the same. So consider what your lactation situation is going to be. Go through your mind in terms of if I were in a crisis situation or some sort of an emergency, what is my plan? So these are some 10 topics. I'll go over them again very briefly. Learn Lamaze techniques. Think about midwife skills. Even if you don't want to be a midwife, learning some of the midwife skills may help you communicate better with your midwife when the time comes. Also, supplying yourself with an emergency obstetrical or delivery kit. You can talk to your pediatrician or your personal doctor, OBGYN, about that. Number four, prepping for nausea and headaches. Also, reevaluate your bug out bag and your get home bag for what you'll need during pregnancy. Think about bug repellent and mosquito control, bug bite repellent. Think about that. Essential oils, the do's and the don'ts. Definitely do your research. You don't want to be steered wrong on that. Number eight would be pregnancy food storage, focusing on your prenatal vitamins and the healthy nutrition that you, the mother, is going to need because your baby is going to come first as far as nature's concerned. Number nine, the extra care down there to make sure that you have the medications and and or suppositories and whatever is doctor approved that you can have for relief and comfort when you're having some difficulties. And last but not least, come up with a lactation preparedness plan so that you'll know how to manage what your body is going through with all of those hormones and all that postpartum activity that's raging through your body at rapid pace. It's a, a tremendous thing to go through physically. It's very tough. That's why God gave women the job of having babies because we're tough ladies and we can handle it. And you're going to handle it. You're going to be a great mom. Don't want you to panic. Don't fear. Don't worry. Tens of millions and hundreds of millions of women have gone before you having babies and you're going to be fine. You're going to be just fine. And I just hope and pray for you that all of you pregnant ladies that are out there, or if you know someone that is, I hope that you have as wonderful and healthy a pregnancy as I did. It was a marvelous experience. It was fantastic. And now my own daughter has been through it. She had a great experience and a wonderful little son as a result of that. So we wish you well with your pregnancy journey. We just pray good blessings on that. Stay healthy, stay informed, and do your research. Because whether you're pregnant or not, stuff happens. We want you to stay prepared, and we want to thank you for listening to Quick Tips. See you next time. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Practical Prepping Quick Tips. Would you consider supporting the podcast by buying us a cup of coffee? Go to the website, practicalprepping.info, and click on the link to buy me a coffee. You can contact us by email at info at practicalprepping.info. You can also contact us through Facebook and through the website. And until next time, remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.